if it's genuinely a very playable improved version of franchise mode i'll probably buy it the drop back with sam lewis matt burns peak joe costanzo and sam wilson Hello and welcome to the Dropback NFL Show, hosted live on Britballing. I'm Sam Lewis and joined today by the man who has the best predictive quarterback rankings in the NFL media. It's Joe Costanzo. Yes. How are you doing, Slu? I'm well doing well. This month. I'm absolutely buzzing. The other two can't be here today, but that is more full then because, I mean, last season you were pretty much bang on the money, apart from I... late adjustments when you got in your own head. Yes, that is true. Uh, for those who don't know, last season we had a bit of a meltdown episode. Uh, it was very hot, and in a pit of rage, I said how, how Carson Wentz was about the seventeenth best quarterback in the league. To which I was asked to to write a list uh, the following episode, which I did, and I, I think my initial hot, flustered state was was the uh, the the most accurate. Uh, representation. I, I was pretty accurate with like Josh Allen and everything as well. I listened back. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, to be fair, if you had stuck with your guns about Carson Wentz, and to be fair, we did all call you out on that wrongly, and I will belatedly apologize to you. You, you pretty much almost got it stroke for stroke if we go back and have a look. Yeah. So if we were be- I... if we were better prepped, I would have made a list to to show of your last year's predictions, but we are not that prepared, unfortunately. I mean, I'm I'm not as hot as much humid today, but I'm I'm hoping it brings out the same effect. Yeah, maybe it was the sweat that unhinged the genius last time, but we'll have to wait and see. We do have some other news around the NFL. Yesterday, uh, Joe, I know you've got the tweet of this ready to go, but um, the NFL media they did announce that the NFLPA and NFL have created some NFL rules based on if players are going to agree to get vaccinated. Most of these are pretty standard, to be fair. No mixing, if you're not outside. The one that did strike my eye was the one about the media. Um, so third point up from the bottom, no social media, marketing, or sponsorship if you haven't been vac- vaccinated, which... That I'm doesn't assuming, make any sense. I'm assuming it means in person. Because it's social slash media, not social media. Hmm. You don't sound convinced. But yeah, it does seem like I don't take people's revenue away for what they can do online where the vaccine isn't really playing a part seems a bit harsh. Well, by by media, uh, is this saying that if, if you haven't been vaccinated, no one's going to have to do any uh, post-match press? Any, any post-match interviews. That's, that's going to be awesome. Just uh, as a new reason for them to go anti-vax, I guess. <laughs> so you don't have to speak to people. <laughs> yeah, just so you don't have to speak to anyone. Don't do yeah, that. No one do that. Everyone get their vaccines, please. Yeah, I got mine today. So if I drop dead in the middle of it, then you know why. <laughs> but you won't. You'll be I fine. Won't, I won't because it's all scientifically tested and all that. No, but so, I mean, most of it does make sense. The stuff is going to be a bit hard for non-vaccinated players to travel. You got You can't travel with the team. I don't know if that's going to be the same when the season goes out or if that's just for the preseason, but it's a lot of lonely days in the hotel room it seems like if you haven't been vaccinated yet which i mean sort of makes sense which is the point of the vaccine yeah obviously there's going to be some sort of questions and i guess uh, it's more commonplace in america but people are quite you know skeptical skeptical about the vaccine um but to be honest like it makes sense we need to get back to normality and when you're you know allowing State NFL stadiums are basically going to be at full capacity. Um, so to be truly safe, like everyone needs to take the vaccine. It's just how it is. Yeah, and plus that you can see why some of these are going to help encourage people to with the stuff, of the, especially in the weight room. Only having 15 mm. people in the weight room out of a roster that's on 70-odd at the moment before we get into cuts, that is but going to be is, quite how... restrictive. How is that going to work? Like, there's no restriction if everyone in the weight room is vaccinated, but are they going to split up? Like, I'm just thinking logistically. If well, I assume there's vac- there's non-vaccine times you have. Yeah. So like if, you don't, if you're not, where you're only allowed in the gym. Where if you're doing elite sport, you're only allowed in the gym at these times if you've been vaccinated. 
Yeah. I I always hated those gym times because they were the best times. Yeah. I, I doubt they probably they probably you know just to try and get them to get vaccinated they'd make those hours like eleven till twelve p.m. Yeah, I mean, it's strange when you look at the numbers of people in teams that have been vaccinated. Like m- the majority of coaches, I think it's like ninety odd percent of coaches around the league have done, which like is encouraging. But there's half the teams are less than half, less than fifty percent vaccinated player wise at the moment, which I mean is worrisome because yeah, that, you don't want another that's... year ruined by a load of breakouts. Yeah, that's that's crazy. I. I wonder how that reflects on like just overall uh, America's figures on on vaccinations. Like, is the NFL average lower than the American average? I don't know, Joe. Oh. If you got these sort of questions, you should have come with answers. I'm not gonna lie to you, mate. I don't know. It's just what what I thought of on the spot. It's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you think this will help? I mean, or do you think the people that aren't getting vaccines aren't going to be you know dissuaded by that? I, I feel like this is a, a look at just the percentage of how many people are getting vaccinated in the NFL, and this is kind of a push to get them vaccinated, to be fair, because it's it's almost making the restrictions make it so inconvenient to, you know, have the life of a normal NFL player that it's it's sort of a push towards that. But yeah, I think yeah. it'll pro- it will probably work just because you know once especially all your if you're on a team like the Bucks, no limitations. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean, it's the it's the it's the, the players you worry about are the ones that are like oh I don't know I'm going to have to do some research for myself. But what more research do you want? Teams are bringing in experts for you to talk to. Why do you think exactly. unless you've done unless you've done a degree in some sort of medical sciences, how your research is going to be any more effective than someone you can speak to? Yeah. Which is why, because we haven't done the medical science degree, I think that's about as deep as we can go <laughs> topic without without absolutely it kind of, pulling it, it out of our arse. It 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 just it makes me sad just talking about like coronavirus stuff. Uh, Still, age, yeah. You know, I I'd rather move on to to the Madden Twenty Two trailer release. It looks the like Madden. we're actually finally getting some sort of franchise changing. Which is, I mean, beautiful to see. Yeah, I mean, this has been coming on for a while now. People have been hammering for years for Madden to change their franchise mode. I remember we actually had an episode where we talked about the whole NFL cancel EA uh, mm. hashtag that was trending, which always seems to trend um, <laughs> when the new Madden comes out. Well, it's inevitably shit. I mean, it doesn't stop me buying. Yeah. I still bought each one for the last however many years. Which yeah, I you're think in, is you're, more for you're me. You probably yeah. buy FIFA every year, don't you? No comment. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you are the reason EA is so rich. And yeah, at, at the end of the day, um, I still hate hate Electronic Arts as a company. I think they are just digging for money out, out of anything. It's good to see that finally, after the amount of negative feedback the last launch of Madden had, I mean... It had like a 0.4 out of 100 somehow. Didn't even know how you even get that on a Metacritic, which is the lowest ever any game's ever got. So at least they've made a concerted effort to kind of address Mm. all of the complaints that people have had. Yeah, I think the biggest issue is it. Like technically, it's not actually that bad a game. It's just repetitive and the same every year. So the change that they're bringing in, like the ability to upgrade your coaching staff and hopefully will have some sort of effect and that I know state stadiums will be you'll have a different feel because there's a very much you play a game you play a next game and they feel the exact same like you've just played it so what you want is just a little bit more I, I know I, diversity in game to game I don't know ever honestly like ever since they added physics into Madden I think the game is just like completely broken uh, the, like when you compare, example, the latest Madden to like NFL 2K8 or 2K5, uh, it makes a lot more sense. Like whenever, for instance, like you break on a big run and your linemen are in front of you and they just keep running, no one turns around to block yeah. anyone who's coming ahead or, or anything like that. Or you know, you basically have to rely on sliders to make the game playable, which is ridiculous. It should come playable. Yeah, 
it should come where you know like it's too often where it happens with fifa as well it's like oh this year corners are really good or this year like oh inside run just doesn't work at all why (laughs) just fix your game (laughs) just make it so things work and you don't just spam like one play that you know is gonna work like you want to have it. but i mean that what they're doing they're also adding in these half-time adjustments as well so what you do is you say right this is working against them we'll attack them this way and that would give your team like x boost presumably at the cost of something else it's just do you know what it is it's just little bits where there's it's just adding a little bit more flavor to the game is all they really need to do are they still to gonna honest. have x factors I don't know. I do hate X Factors because they're OP X-Factors as hell. X Factors are, are, are the stupidest things in the world. When I was, is it more stupid than physics? <laughs> I hate physics. <laughs> it's stupid. I think. Yes, yeah, Matt, Matt's watching it is in full agreement of yes. your hatred. I, of physics. I'm not anti-physics. I'm anti-EA's terrible physics engine. And to be honest, I was talking about this before we we actually started, but. Madden games run off the Frostbite engine, which is made for Battlefield shooter games. So it's just not the engine that a sports game as intricate as American football should be using. Like, Why is that, though? Why why does it not work for the sports games? Well, if you design something for, you know, uh, massive shooters where you can collapse buildings down and then you're trying to uh, apply it to, um, you know, you obviously haven't seen Jamal Adams hit a guy over the middle. No, I haven't. <laughs> yeah, they still. I even with the physics engine, they still managed to like get sucked into some tackles as well, and just yeah, yeah. I, it's I, like the I, the blocking system is just naff, and it has horrendous. been for years. So hopefully they've improved that. But I mean. I'll take any improvements at the at the thing, and knowing me as a fool, I'm going to buy it either way. However, however bad the reviews are, because I've been promised there'll be some sort of scouting live update halfway through the season as well. Not to sure why fair, you wouldn't get that ready for launch. Yeah, to be fair, the best part of Madden has always been the franchise mode, which they haven't done anything with for years. So it's still a step in the right direction. But I. Yeah, I'm gonna hold my teeth because I know what EA are like. And did you say you're gonna hold that. your teeth? Hold my tongue. Uh, <laughs> I did say teeth, but I meant yeah. tongue. Yeah. If it's good, will you get it? Yeah, potentially. I mean, I I haven't bought a Madden game since twenty one. That's well. That's why. That's why I ask you because you're the people that need to bring back in because the people that have stopped buying it basically. Like, what does it need to have for you to want to buy the game again? Uh, way less microtransactions, mm. the emphasis on like ultimate team and that what was it the yard this year? Oh yeah, surrounding microtransactions. If it's genuinely a very playable, improved version of franchise mode, I'll probably buy it. Like mm. even if the gameplay still has those classic Madden problems, if franchise mode is fun, then that's good. Or you know, the funnest yeah. part for me has always been the off season and the draft and everything, and that just been the same. For years ever so since, if it's like, a good game will you buy it and live stream it joe uh yeah we could just turn this show into me live streaming a madden season that'd be quite fun to be fair we should we should do that if it's turned do into a cheeky drop back fa- uh fantasy league. franchise mode yeah if it's if it's a good game we'll do that but ea so all those people are relying on you to make it a good game for that cause but for the entire reason that we are here today it's the well now it's annual Joe Costanzo QB ranking extravaganza. Oh boy, here we go! I'm so excited for this. I mean, let's start at the bottom. Have you got? So how have... are we going to arrange this? I've kind of grouped them into where I think they fit, and it's not necessarily an even tier system at all. But it's players around the same level. Um, the biggest of which is is like seven, and the smallest smallest of which is four. But you know, I I just thought you know they they kind of naturally fit together. There have been some big movers from last year. Ooh. Um, a few that I that I can see, and also if you would know before I get into this, I'll just uh, go about how I went around picking them. Uh, firstly, I'm not doing any rookies because 
Think about how wrong I would have been about Justin Herbert <laughs> last season if we did rookies. You'd probably put um, him at the bottom. I would have put him somewhere near there. But, you know, that's you, you can't predict how someone's going to adapt into the NFL. Um, so it, there's no point in me even trying to rank rookies when I haven't seen them playing play an NFL snap. And my mindset going in, and this has made me change this list so many times today and even five minutes before we started recording, um, is if I were to go into next season and I need one starting quarterback on any given team, who am I going to take to like go for one Super Bowl run and then out? Mm, that's so that kind of helped it. me a lot. But at the same time, it made me change my mind every five minutes. So this has been been a bit of a hectic list. But at, one, at some point, you just need to stop and uh, stop changing things and just deal with your deal with your problems. I think that's why the tier system is going to help you a bit because it doesn't really matter if you're like within a tier, which way round you put two guys. It's, you sort of have them at the same level-ish anyway. But I mean, no yeah. pressure and everything, but we've got Matt tuning in and who is stuck at work at the moment, but is going... Uh, it seems to physically attack you if you disrespect his boy Tua. <laughs> well, if Sam Darnold goes above Tua, you know, we'll we'll have to see. You know, who would I be more confident taking to win the Super Bowl next season? That's the question. Ooh. All right, so let's kick it off then. So I imagine the bottom level is players just need to not be starting quarterbacks anymore. <laughs> Yeah, so these are guys who you can pretty much, you should look to get rid of. And some of these, I am including um, players that are potentially going to be backups. There are 33 people on this list and there are no rookies. So where it wasn't clear who's going to be starting, I've usually just included whoever the second option is here as well to see where they fit. Uh, so uh, in tier six, I'm just going to call it tier six. <laughs> the in dead last 33rd spot is Andy Dalton. Oh, should I just go through the whole tier and then we can go through the tier it. and then we'll discuss them? Yeah. 32 is Teddy Bridgewater. 31 is Taysom Hill. 30 is Taylor Heineke. 29 is Ryan Fitzpatrick. And 28 is Sam Darnold. Well, wow, okay. So the most interesting one there, I think, is, I mean, other than having Taylor Heineke, who's played maybe three NFL games against some guys that have played full seasons, is Sam Donald. <laughs> I did this in... with Drew Locke last year, so it's fine. So Sam Donald, you don't believe in as an NFL starter at all? You know what? I've put in brackets here. You know, he was kind of cuspering on the edge because I haven't seen enough to... Uh, what we've seen him out of him hasn't been pretty, but I will admit when I'm looking at it, he does have some good throws. He had some of the like some great throws last year that obviously you can't really appreciate because just the abysmal team that was the Jets. And I do genuinely think after the whole Adam Gay situation, he could be a contender to probably be quite a big riser on on this, depending on how next season goes with the Panthers. Yeah, it's sort of dependent uh, with him. It's whether he was just shit or no one could have succeeded under Adam Gase and in that sort of, with the surrounding talent that the Jets had in those three years. Yeah, yeah. I was it, I was a bit worried about Taylor Heineke, I'm not going to lie. But... Taylor Heineke, yeah. How, how do you put him above like Dalton and Teddy? Is that because at least he has some sort of spark? I just, it's almost a gut feeling. Like, I feel, yeah, it's all... When he's playing, he's making a measurable difference, and he can kind of. Um, I'm obviously he's not really taking over a game, but he, I, Teddy Bridgewater just is just a guy who just exists to, um, you know, have little dump off passes or you know, get the ball in your hands of your running back. I don't really see him being able to really take over a game or get into a flow or anything like that, whereas we have kind of seen that out of the very limited things we've seen out of Taylor Heineke, so that was kind of my reasoning behind it. It's nothing to do with like total games played, it's just who right now, given what I've seen so far, I would take. Um, however, it's not as bad as Drew Locke last year, because he is only 30 on the list rather than 15 or something. 
Did you put Drew Lock at 15 last year? Yeah, I think I did. Is that because we were so hyped about that Denver offense in total? It was like, right, he's got yeah. to be able to succeed at that. Yeah, it was. I didn't do it the same way where I was kind of asking myself, you know, just no matter what team they're playing with, I was accounting for their system. He's going to have a good sit good season kind of thing that makes sense Andy Dalton I mean to be fair we, we haven't really seen Andy Dalton in a good few good couple of years really now I mean he had a little bit of a cameo with Dallas last year I mean he got I mean, he had... for Cincinnati the year before yeah he, he played the majority of the games for Dallas last year though well no I thought the other guy played in um Ben oh, yeah. played a game who was utter crap but yeah so but that kind of tells you a lot if he had to come in. I don't know if he might, he might have been injured. Dolan got injured. He got hurt. Yeah. And Fitz, Fitz is that because you don't know which Fitz you're going to get, basically. Yeah, you could get, you know, Fitz magic. And I do love Fitz, to be fair. I I feel like... Oh, no, no one's accusing you of putting down here as any sort of person. To be honest, but the, the fact of the matter is, if you have Fitzpatrick as your starting quarterback in your team, you know that that's... He's not going to be there very long. He's literally a definition of a placeholder replacement level. That's what he's exactly. done throughout his I, whole he career. He can come in and play football, and there's a chance he does actually take over a game, so that's why he's on the upper end of this list. But I'm just I... realising you've got two Washington players next to each other there. Who Do you, do you think Fitz is going to be the guy that plays? Does your boy Taylor Heineke even throw the ball this year? Yeah, this is the weird one. Um, I think probably Fitz starts the season, and then... If they lose a few games, then they're going to experiment and bring Taylor in. Mm. That makes sense. But right now, I don't see much sort of separating them. It's not like there's a, a it's a young, hungry rookie coming into. But to be fair, what we've seen out of Taylor Heineke so far has been good. So and Taysom Hill, you are calling him a quarterback. I am. I am indeed. And. Um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't really like much of what I saw of Taysom Hill last last year. No. They pre, they had to pretty much schedule the entire playbook around what he could do, and it it yeah, it didn't entice me. It wasn't. It's it like wasn't... like if Lamar Jackson legitimately couldn't pass. Exactly. Um, yeah, not not just uh, the Instagram trolls, but. Yeah, genuinely, I I think Taysom Hill's a good athlete, and you can do a lot with him. But I don't think he's uh, a long term solution to, you know, the, yeah, the key I, I don't think anyone's going to really argue that point. I mean, it's if he was, he would have been named starter already. All yeah. Right. So let's move on to what I'm sure you've imagined it imaginatively called Tier Five. Uh, this is actually the copper tier. You're so... such a bell end. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, this is Tier Five. Yeah. So they'll they'll do, but nothing special is kind of the summary here. Uh, you wouldn't so, feel you had to get rid of them. Yeah, you can you win games. these guys. But you if an opportunity presented, you'd draft a guy if someone fell to you, kind of thing. Indeed. Awesome. Yes. Um, but at the same time, I am kind of asking myself, like, this is a one and done sort of thing as well. Um, that's the kind of mindset I want to go in with. So at twenty-seven is Carson Wentz at 26 is Jalen Hurts at 25 is Drew Locke 24 Cam Newton 23 Jameis Winston that's a bit of a juicy one 22 Tua Tagalavaya 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 it's it's getting hotter, I swear. And twenty one <laughs> is Daniel Jones. Okay, so immediately you've gone hurt over Wentz. Yes. So did the Eagles. Oh, so did the Eagles. I suppose. <laughs> yeah. yeah do you, is that how much of that is salary cap though with the Eagles? And do you want to explain your thinking there? Was it just the Eagles did it? They must be right. Uh, Jalen Hurts looked better with the Eagles than Carson Wentz did last season. That's that's kind of what it came down to, to be fair. And I mean, some of that might be, you know, a, a young athletic QB rookie comes in and it takes a while for defences to adjust and they have some early success. But yeah, I, I don't think Jalen Hurts was really taking over any games. And what we saw out of Carson Wentz, his mechanics just were hella wrong last season. I have no idea how it got that bad. 
that quickly but um brett coleman actually did an amazing like analysis video on this he's basically doing the splits and the way he's pointing his toe it's it, it changed so much in in one go that um yeah i couldn't justify him being a mid-level qb in the league in but you league. have but once you have put him above the replace him now level is that you holding out a little bit of hope he can regain some sort of form yeah, because he he we've seen it in the past. You know, we saw him have an MVP like season, but he, you know, I I think he wasn't in the best situation in Philadelphia and the receivers there. So we'll see how he gets on at the Colts. There's not like many standout guys, but they've got a pretty good bunch of receivers and a great O line. So you know, he's in the right situation to succeed, but. Yeah, it's an interesting one. And also Cam Newton in this list had a very similar thing with the mechanics. I think last season we just saw whether it's the shoulder injury or what, but him just tossing his whole body into passes, throwing completely off balance. It was it was a weird showing. Um, but at the same time, they still managed to win games with him. So I had to weigh that into, into the equation. Yeah, they were at well. seven and nine, didn't they? Yeah. Well, how much of that is due to the the defense, quite a lot, and the the run game, obviously. But at the end of the day, he could come in, and <laughs> I'm just laughing at all. Yeah, the yeah we'll, we'll get we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that in a minute. But let's go. Let's go. So, Drew Locke. I'm surprised you actually put him in this tier, do you, rather than mm. the tier below, where he's like, because I don't know what we've seen from Drew Locke. Because it's because in a way, it's sort of similar to what we've seen with Darnold. It's like, yeah, there's some nice throws, but there's some just horrific quarterback play as well. Yeah, it's it was a tough one. But I think, I don't know, we've seen early signs of, yeah, it looked really good. And I think we all, well, I was definitely on the Drew Lock bandwagon last season. I He's moved down about 10 spots. <laughs> Quite a plummet. All. But... Yeah, I I think he I don't think the Broncos, you know, he's a suitable QB at the moment. I think he could potentially jump up depending on on how um how it goes with injuries and everything next season, but yeah, it's it's I wasn't amazed at anything I saw. It was it was very average. That's why Yeah. I, I wouldn't argue with that. I mean, you did say this would be controversial one and then put James Winston at 23, which I seem is, I think is probably where a lot of people have him right now. Yeah. Yeah. I think just in terms of arm talent and what he can do. And I genuinely want to see James Winston um, play a few games with his, his eyes, like after the, the LASIK eye, eye surgery. I mean, he got, he got in just as like Breeze was injured for like a quarter or something, but, I I would like to see him jump. And he in came there, in against it? the came in against the Bears in the uh, wild card game and threw an absolute bomb of a touchdown. Or was that the one that was dropped? Threw a bomb that was dropped, didn't he? Yeah, I think so. I don't think he actually scored. But, Still a great um, ball though. I mean, the th- the thing with exactly. James is that he unquestionably does have talent. Like, exactly. Like similarly to Wentz and the guy we're going to get onto in a minute, they're those are when they're on the game, absolutely talented guys. It's just with all the talent with Jameis, the 30 touchdowns came with 30 interceptions. So it depends which Jameis has, he, he if he's grown. <laughs> he couldn't, he couldn't see. see. I can't I can't believe he was playing that whole time and he couldn't see anything. I think it's been blown out of a p- proportion how much he couldn't yeah. see because I don't think a coach would let him on the field if he was legitimately blind. <laughs> I, don't, I think Jameis could have a quietly good season this year if they don't do something stupid like play Taysom Hill as the starting quarterback yeah that would be that would be stupid it's just so different to what you actually I think the Jameis actually gives him the most options when I was looking over well yeah he can the, he can pass <laughs> that's the main thing um yeah but you can actually do a lot with all your other guys rather than fix a everything on on Taysom um I hope, you know, Tatum, just keep him at tight end or whatever and just roaming about and getting on a few plays. But, yeah. Um, 
All right, so Matt's riled up. I mean, he's <laughs> angry, but it does seem like he agrees because he's put the Jones over Tua. So it does seem yeah. like he agrees with well, your point of view. He's got some sense, you know. Um, so do you want to explain this one? Yeah, yeah. So I'll be honest, I just think what I saw out of Tua last year was, uh, you know, he was he was fine, but he just was looked way too timid when you compare it to what we saw in college. And that's kind of to be expected. And obviously uh, his offensive coordinator is going to play a big role into that as well. But yeah, that's a good point, actually, because he was basically playing in a throw it up offense made for Ryan Fitzpatrick. So it's not going to seal his quick passing game anyway. So hopefully with two co-offensive coordinators, they can find a way to get something for, for Tua. But <laughs> so I'm just looking at the comments and Matt is going absolutely ballistic. I mean, if he cared that much, he probably should have shown up because he knew yeah, something like this. Should have shown up. Uh, the, the weird thing with Tua though I mean you've put him at the top end of like a decent level player so it's not like you're hating on that I, I don't think I can remember like an entire not even fan base but every fan base turn on a player as quickly as they have turned on Tua oh yeah I think the Tua hate is ridiculous that he's getting I mean at the end of the day he's a rookie QB coming into his second second game like when uh, the media were just howling coming off a major playing. injury yeah, and I was talking about recently the news about the the monsoon uh, mm. practice where he threw five interceptions or whatever, and then um, Matt of all people, surprising enough, that I saw on his Instagram, it it showed that uh, you know they weren't taking, they didn't give a, a crap about the next practice where he threw no, no interceptions and a couple of touchdowns that wasn't. Reported no offense, anyway. but people shouldn't shouldn't have to care about that. People should be throwing touchdowns in seven on seven practice anyway but i mean the thing is if he's being told to be aggressive and apparently he's being told to make throws he wouldn't necessarily make in game so he knows his limitations yeah. better and on the first you're gonna, you're gonna throw practice you're gonna throw picks exactly exactly um yeah so the the two of hate is is a bit ridiculous and to be honest i'm just i the daniel jones decision is just based on what i've seen you know so far i think Daniel Jones, uh, his timing on like certain routes is is a bit better than what I've seen out of Tua so far, and just he will throw it, <laughs> throw it when the receiver makes the break uh, a bit more than what I've seen out of Tua so far. This is another one where Tua could have a really strong sophomore year and jump up uh, a fair bit. Um, but also, I have to say, like even when we're at this point in the list, which seems quite low down, but the actual like. It's it's not as if even when you look at into like the mid twenties, you would the the standard of quarterbacks in the league is not great. It, I mean, compared to last year, the standard of quarterbacks in in the league is is significantly better. Right, I mean, it you, must it must be if you were Drew Lock at seventeen last year. That is true. Um, the thing I with Daniel Jones, Jones and, the, yeah, the thing with um, Dan Jones and Tua that's got Matt so riled up is I don't think either of us are saying that Tua doesn't have a higher ceiling than Dan Jones, but you can only judge this from from what you've already seen on an NFL field. And to be yeah. fair, Tua hasn't been great on an NFL field. I think long term, absolutely. If I was picking between those two, I would take Tua to start a franchise with. But as of right now, <laughs> Tua hasn't shown that he's a quarterback for one season. Also, yeah, and this is this is a very marginal difference between Tua and Daniel Jones. It's not like I'm saying Daniel Jones is elite or anything. Uh, I'm not expecting Daniel Jones to come in and take over games, but I'm also not expecting Tua to do it, and Tua hasn't really shown that from what I could see so far. That I think can... he will this year, but you can't... Yeah, I, I mean, I If you're doing this from does, what you've already seen, then I understand why... That's all I can around. do. That's the reason I can't put rookies on the list, you know. Because, so, yeah. All right, so let's go tier four, which is only four people here. So what was the criteria for this tier? Uh, it has talent, but well, hasn't. Fair, I mean, yeah. I mean, Matt is completely thinking with his Dolphins head on, though, isn't he? He's like, he will not hear any to a critique, let alone to a slander. He won't stand for it. He won't have it. 
Um, yeah, so the criteria for this tier is, you know, it, it has he they have talent, so they have the ability to potentially take over a game, and uh, we've seen that ability out of them. But um, in recent years, in particular, they haven't been, you know, in in the upper echelon of of QBs. This one might be a bit bit of controversy here, but so I've got twenty is uh, Jared Goff. Uh, 19 is Jimmy G. 18 is Ben Roethlisberger. 17 is Kirk Cousins. I mean, to be fair, three of those are the exact same player. Just in different levels of good-looking and where they they play in the league. But I reckon... Goff, Jimmy G and Kirk Cousins are pretty interchangeable. I think you've got it right that Cousins is probably the best of the three. But, I mean, there's not really a whole lot separating those three. I I feel like you might have an issue with Ben, though. I do have an issue with Ben. Yeah, that, that's a bit of a controversial one. That's why I was uh, a bit... Because I remember watching last season and thinking this guy is not an NFL quarterback anymore. You think he should be lower then? I think he should be lower. Damn. Okay. Oh, you thought I would have him higher? Well, based on like, to be fair, it's all just sort of check downs and short dump off passes at this point, and that's he not wasn't helped by that offense. To be fair. Yeah. Um, but you know, I I mean. Statistically, he did okay, but when you look at the tape, it, it wasn't anything special. It's not like the Big Ben we've seen, uh, well, I guess, in his early career, in his first few years. But, yeah, I wasn't super high on Big Ben last year um, coming into this season. You know, I think it's weird. I feel like he he outperformed what I actually thought he would do, but at the same time, my opinion on him hasn't really changed much. I think he's he probably... You know, needs to retire within the next year, three two, months. Oh, uh, sorry. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> potentially. Um, yeah, I I'm not super high on him. I wouldn't say you know lower than that, just based on the fact that I mean they they were still like an undefeated team for a large large stretch. But how of much time of that was to do year. with their defense? Yeah, a lot of but, it. Yeah, <laughs> it's still but, good, I suppose. It would be your argument. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm, I've just never been a, a Ben Ben fan. To be fair, I'm surprised <laughs> to see Goff below Jimmy G. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's a weird one. I, I mean, think, I know uh, they said they're the same, but I think Garoppolo I based think, I based that on three. I based that more on the win rate and like Jimmy G's win rate has been really good for the Forty Niners. Yeah. And, and they both get absolutely rattled under pressure anyway, so exactly. Um obviously we did see I mean what is did the Rams get to the Super Bowl the season where the Rams and the Chiefs had that crazy game where it was like yeah. sixty fifty or, or something well, at the end. Yeah, it must have been because yeah. Yeah, that I mean think it, Mahomes' first year in the league. That's still in the back of my mind when I think of Jared Goff when I when I see like performances like that and I know he's got the arm talent to to potentially be a riser. Uh, I don't know if he's gonna be able to do that in the Lions and what they're building there now. Um, but yeah, and to be fair, I could see him potentially going down now without you know Sean McVay around. To... The thing is, I just think I mean I that I know we said there's similar mold, but. I think Goff, you touched on it there, just has a bit more natural talent than Garoppolo does, just in terms of physicality and in terms of like being able to drive the ball downfield a little bit better, obviously when he's got a clean pocket. Yeah, the, the edge purely for me was just on Jimmy G wins more games. Um, but Goff, I will admit, is is more of a, a natural talent at quarterback than, than Jimmy. And Cousins over the pair of them? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think... Yeah, Cousins is kind of underrated, even on this list. To be honest, he's sort of overpaid man. and underrated at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> he likes that. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think. To be honest, I think with Cousins, you're fine. 
like you can potentially yeah i i wouldn't expect cousins to regularly take over games but i know he can win in big moments and you put him slap bang in the middle of the list as well which sort of holds up pretty much shall i go to the next tier let's do it what is this tier other than tier three uh i've said good good quarterback good <laughs> <laughs> like this is this is like good talented qbs to be honest like, even though the super bowl with these players if you've got a good enough team I would around say, them. Yeah, I would, I would say with a good enough team around them, you can win a Super Bowl with these guys. So at number 16, I've got Matt Ryan. Number 15, Ryan Tannehill. Number 14 is Baker Mayfield. Number 13 is Derek Carr. Number 12 is Joe Burrow. And number 11 is Matt Stafford. Haze me. Haze me, Steve. Yeah, I've got some questions here. What the hell? Matt Ryan, what did he do to you? I know. It's a big drop, isn't it? I I I don't know. I think it's... I think you could put Matt Ryan above the the four that came ahead of him. What, Derek Carr? Yeah, I think you could put him above Burrow. Mm, I don't know. I think... Burrow was having a very good season before he got injured. It was a very close rookie of the year contest between him and Herbert before he got injured. And people kind of forget that because he went down with a big injury. But I actually really rate Joe Burrow. I think he he played phenomenal. And what I've seen out of him, you know, it d- depends how he responds to the injury. But what I've seen out of him on, on tape, I think he deserves to be 12th best in the league at the moment. Um, And it's generally speaking... Eric Haas uh, quite high as well. Is that because it's sort of what you've seen flashes of? Derek Carr Why? was very good last year. He was. He genuinely was. We, I, we, we spoke about him loads of times. And um, yeah, I I think he's kind of in that... Um, he doesn't really get much credit, but at the same time, he's been perennially quite good. And last season, he was pretty phenomenal at times actually I, in that game i think they beat the packers in one game yeah they did he kind of it, it showed like Derek Carr does have an ability to take over a game and that's where like now we're gonna see that a bit more with like the quarterbacks in like these tiers um the, the only one that's rather than the elevated almost yeah exactly um the the one that is like an unlucky miss out, I think, is Matt Stafford. He he could have been a tweener between this list and the next tier up. Um, and I really can't wait. Like, I think potentially he could move. Uh, the issue is we just haven't seen his teams win apart from one 11 and five season. And yeah, not his fault, but at the same time, you've got to be able to put up wins in the Joe Costanzo quarterback ranking metric. Exactly. Because if you yeah. want your team to win, you want your quarterback with a proven track record. Precisely. Thanks. I just lay it all down there, Steve. <laughs> lay it down for me. I think um, also Baker Mayfield and Ryan Tannehill have. Uh, it's interesting that they're so close. I think together. Tannehill's it, got a bigger arm, but ba- but Mayfield's a better player. Yeah, yeah. I think Tannehill is a great player, and what we've seen of him recently is now that he's not stuck. Yeah, with if you would put him in here two seasons ago, exactly. Um, yeah, I would have been called insane. If I if I'd put him in when he was still still at the Dolphins, I literally would have been a crazy person. But yeah, it it shows how much co- quality coaching can change a player. So that's why I'm hopeful for Sam Darnold to be a big jumper next year as well. I'm um, sure, I am still a bit surprised with the Matt Ryan one. What have what have has you about him that has him sort of so low? I don't know. I feel if he'd had better defensive throughout his career, like he's always put up awesome numbers, and they never lose because of Matt Ryan. They just yeah, have he had some terrible he... defenses and still had good season records. Yeah, that is true. I just don't think he. Mm. I think the thing I, with... I rate I rate Matt Ryan, but I it, it's that sort of that he he doesn't do enough for them to win, and it. It's difficult, like you said, with the Falcons and, and that defense. But 
yeah, I he's one of these ones where I've ended up changing this list so many times. He somehow ended up 16. If I stared at it for 10 minutes, I might move him. Three but I suppose times, that but... that there's a bigger separation between that 16 group from the group below it. I think that's what has me a bit thrown that you've got him next to Kirk Cousins and below Ryan Tannehill, sort of rather than looking at it as a tier kind of thing. Hey man, Ryan Tannehill's my sleeper MVP pick for next year. Like it's not a sleeper. You've so. said you've said it a few times yeah. now. Do you think with Matt, Matt Ryan, he's sort of like a supercharged version of that Kirk Cousins group? Like he doesn't have any elite physical traits, but he's just a really good quarterback. Yeah, he's a jack of all QB, but he is a, a pure pocket passer as well, so it it fits that mold. But he's he's yeah, a great player. I I do really rate Matt Ryan. Um, but I, when I look like there's other people, this is I wouldn't have him above Derek Carr for sure. Like he could, him, Baker Mayfield, and Ryan Tannehill could interchange a lot in my opinion. But I've just put it. I decided to stop editing this bloody list once in a while and just read it out. Um, but I wouldn't. I couldn't justify him putting him over Derek Carr, Joe Burrow, and Matt Stafford from what I've seen. What's interesting about this tier, apart from Matt Stafford, is like none of them have sort of top tier arm talent. Is that what's stopping sort of them reaching that next level? Derek I mean, Carr's oh, up there. Derek Carr's up there. That's true, but he doesn't. He never sort. He never sort of utilizes it. Like he can put into tight windows. He just you know chooses not to a lot of the time. Yeah, I think um, it is a shame. Like Matt Stafford couldn't go in the group above because he like. So many other quarterbacks around the league notice just uh, speak about how um, he can literally throw it from any angle. It doesn't matter, like if he's like rolling outside the pocket, or throwing across his body, or whatever. He'll he'll make the throw because it's and um, yeah, that's it's kind of led the way for players like Pat Mahomes to come down further on down the line. So, all right. So speaking of that next tier that you couldn't quite get him into, what what is this next tier then? Very good options. <laughs> I, I, to be honest, I kind of only you mentioned the tier thing just before we started, so I didn't have time to read good names. All right, so what have um, you got for it? Who have you got? Uh, number ten, and I don't think he's actually moved from last year. Is Dak Prescott? Uh, number nine is Justin Herbert. Number eight is Josh Allen. Number seven is Kyler Murray. And number six is Tom Brady. You may have some questions about this I, one. Yeah, I think that's low for Prescott as well. Hmm. I was thinking about this. Um, and part of it might just be my bias from him going down last season. To be fair, I think before he went down, he looked amazing. And, you know, I... The thing is, I know Dak is definitely a top 10 QB and he could move a little bit up or whatever. But what I saw out of Justin Herbert and his arm talent last year, I I think I just gave him the edge just because of, of his pure arm talent. Like like we said, with um, these new wave players like Pat Mahomes and mm. everything, like he's he's got a little bit of that in him. So that's kind of given him the edge for me. <laughs> And Matt is absolutely raging. I mean, to be fair, if you go, no one gets injured on purpose either. I do, I do think Dak's low, especially putting him below Kyler. I can see why you put him below Josh Allen coming off that MVP caliber season. Although I think all of us at the dropback do think he might take a little bit of a step back this year, which might explain why you have him at eight. But that Prescott below Kyler Murray. Mm. Yeah. I think it's another thing. Like Kyler Murray's got him. <laughs> Kyler Murray, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert all have amazing arm talent. And you I, just love I, being wild, don't you? Yeah, I like people who can throw it from weird angles, and those three guys can do it. Josh Allen to a lesser extent, in a way. Um, but yeah, that that makes me off-platform throws uh, make make me excited. So I guess that's why. Uh, yeah, I Kyler Murray also you have to factor in his legs compared to some of these other guys. Uh, he's he's very elusive runner. He's, he's extremely quick. Second fastest QB in the league. But I mean, yeah, Dak so Prescott's no slouch on the ground. It's an absolute weapon around the goal line as well. Yeah, around you've got a goal line QB like Cam Newton, and uh, but then 
you know, there's there's something else to actually being elusive enough to duke out defenders as a quarterback, you know. And um yeah, so that that kind of gave Kyler the edge for me is is his ability on the ground as well. And also he hasn't had much of an O line this whole time. He's been like they haven't made massive splunges in free agency or, or the draft to pick up. Yeah, I just I don't know. I just see Kyler at this point of his career. I, I don't, this isn't a slight on him. Well, I mean, it, it it actually is because it's a criticism of being up there. I mean, he's had some like wild plays. I just don't see him sort of like elevating his team and like the wins. Like other than that one, that hail mary against Buffalo, where obviously hail mary, that's a, fuck off, great clutch play. But I don't see him like consistently raising people around him. Going, that was a lot up to DeAndre Hopkins as well. Yeah, <laughs> so, I mean. They were both immense on that play, but I don't know. I just don't see Kylo as a franchise quarterback yet. Like he's definitely the potential, uh, and he probably will be. But I don't know about that. I, would you rather I have Kyler like Murray than Dak Prescott, honestly, for one season? <sighs> yes, I think okay. so because of his legs. I think okay. you can do you can do a bit more with Kyler. It's difficult, isn't it? Like, uh, at like this point, to be fair, you wouldn't. I think we're being pernickety. You almost wouldn't. List, especially this top ten, I've changed around so many times. So, I it's cool having that press got a ten. Having that press got a ten is is going to allow us to use that for clickbait anyway. So it's fine. So thanks for that, Joe. But Brady just falling out of what I'm sure is going to be that elite tier. Yeah, this is um, this is because. Uh, you know, when I was thinking about it, I I experimented with moving Brady all the way up to three for his ability just to wouldn't take, would it? lift the people around him. But then I remembered the season he had with the Patriots um, when they had literally no weapons around him. And I, I asked myself the question, you know, on any given generic team, if we stuck him in, could he do what he's done? And he's got a very unique situation with the Bucks. He's an amazing player. Don't get me wrong. But, um, to be kind of did he not just to... elevate a, a random seven and nine team to the Super Bowl? And he brought in a bunch of his mates. Yeah. <laughs> so... Does that not count? Do you not get Brady plus Gronk? Yeah, plus Antonio Brown. <laughs> plus a lot basically all the free agents that they signed that offseason. <laughs> um yeah, so I I don't know, like he kind of moved up and down. I do think he he can definitely elevate a team. And to be honest, I would want him just for when it hits the playoffs. <laughs> so maybe if we could have a, a relief pitcher, relief QB, Tom Brady comes in for the playoffs and Lamar Jackson can, can step out. Fair. All right. So Lamar Jackson, I imagine, is coming in at this next tier list, which is Indeed. Joe's the elite. elite QB tier insert video package that I'm sure you've made, right, Joe? Yeah. Uh, right. If you just want to roll the footage. All right, cool. <laughs> All right, get going. Drum roll, please. Um, So the elite category, I've got number five, Lamar Jackson. Number four, Deshaun Watson. Number three, Russell Wilson. Number two, Patrick Mahomes. Number one, Aaron Rodgers. Joe, you've upset everyone under 15 years old for not putting Patrick Mahomes in his own I know. tier at the top. I know, but screw it at the end of the day. Uh, I mean, what I saw, I'm going to justify the, the Aaron Rodgers over Pat Mahomes thing first. So I think uh, last year I had Aaron Rodgers at three, I think, or somewhere, maybe four, potentially. Um Obviously, what we saw last season is he, he could come in and he pretty much, what I saw of him is every game he was just taking over games. And it it sounds weird to say it because it's obviously how it, it, it's not how it is in reality, but it looks like, you know, he's doing everything when, you, when you're watching him play, you know. And um, I guess that's what we're expecting out of an MVP season. That's one of the, why he won the award, but... You know, if I could get that form going into next season, I would bloody take it. Um, I think... Who the Packers? Packers. <laughs> well, 
you know, we'll we'll see how that whole situation goes. But I, I might have had to put freaking Jordan Love in here last minute, but <laughs> yeah. So I thought. Um, also, uh, Patrick Mahomes has also been surrounded by very talented people his entire career. Like while he's been there, his his O line has been consistently amazing, except for the last Super Bowl. Uh, his weapons and everything he's he's had a, amazing tools around him to play with whereas the investment in Aaron Rodgers um you know these had amazing guys but it's not the they're not drafting uh are they not <laughs> something should have been made about that this off season <laughs> yeah imagine uh but yeah so that's the whole Pat Mahomes Aaron Rodgers debacle uh you will notice that Lamar Jackson uh, is not number three this year or whatever. I think he was number three last last year. Um, on the account of where I kept asking myself, you know, an, on a generic team, Lamar Jackson has a very unique thing going at, at the Ravens. But at the same time, he's still in that tier where because of what he can do with his mobility and his elusiveness um, and his running ability, that he can he can take over a game for sure. I'm sure he could do that no and if you put him on a generic team, team he might actually have weapons you can pass to as well exactly so that's that's the other the other part it, the Sean yeah, Watson it's... underneath Russell Wilson actually surprises me I know I was championing Russell Wilson previously to last season when he was having his MVP caliber start but yeah I mean the fact is he went off the boil the second half especially like the last third of the season he was not performing at a high level consistently yeah but that Seahawks defense was also putting him in a pretty terrible. I mean, Seahawks. De- it was weird because they sort of overlapped when the Seahawks defense started being, you know, somewhat competent. Russell Wilson, he just stopped cooking. Sorry, I hate myself for saying that. As soon as, <laughs> as, soon as the thought entered my head and came out my mouth, like, nah, I should not have said that. We've it's been six months since I've heard that. Oh, it haunts me in my nightmares, Lou. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, to be fair, that was a bit of a toss-up. I think Deshaun Watson quietly had an amazing season last year. Didn't he lead the, the league in passing yards? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, if he was on a good team, he would have been in the MVP conversation. Exactly, exactly. But um, yeah, so he he deserves more. But at the same time, like I just think... Yeah, Russell Wilson has been doing it sort of elevating the team around him for for so much longer that going into a season, I would trust him to be able to do it a bit more than Deshaun Watson. I don't know. I, I This is another one. I've moved this list around. I had Deshaun. It seems like there's a five to three tier and then a two and one tier on its own. Almost, yeah. Aaron and Pat, the, um, what's it called? A mortgage. The discount. Oh, disc. Um, stay something. I don't know. I don't know. State Farm. State Farm. There you go. Well done. State Farm tier, and then the elite tier. The State Farm tier. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, seven tiers. The elite tier is Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, and Russell Wilson, and State Farm is Aaron Rodgers. And so, how have how have um Madden gone about not putting two elite quarterbacks, according to you, on the cover? First of all, using the using two goats anyway is a stupid thing. It just flies. In who, have the face got, who have they got on the cover? It's Brady and Mahomes. Um, okay, well that's. I mean, they've got they've got one State Farm boy on there, so it's all right. Yeah, I mean, it annoys me that they're using saying two goats because it's sort of that that's the point of the goat is that there's one. Yeah. But anyway, well, I mean, looking, they, looking they back at your list, could it's... Spec- could so go ahead. A bit more and say goats of off-platform throws or... Yeah, but that's the entire reason why I hate the whole goat conversation anyway, because it's not. It's just like, right, who's best at this particular thing? Yeah. Right. You know what? Looking back at your list, it's surprising that basically the top half, like you said, from 16 up, you'd be like, right, I'm satisfied with them as my yeah, exactly. quarterback. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Like when I was looking at this, the 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 whole top, like even into like twenty for me, like I wouldn't necessarily. Well, maybe maybe. Is that the twenty to seventeen range? Is almost like that old around the NFL Dalton line. 
but it's just four players. I like, pretty much, yeah, like anywhere from Kirk Cousins onwards, I would be happy with at, at QB. You including um, Kirk Cousins in that? I'd be happy with him, but I, you know, maybe if I was, he's not the long term solution for me. But uh, all right, yeah, let's take a I'd last last look forward. with through your list. We got bottom tier that are, as Joe said, bums. Andy Dalton, Teddy Bridgewater, Taysom Hill, Taylor Heineke, not say that. <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick, and Sam Darnold, followed by sort of base level starters. They'll do. Carson Wentz, Jalen Hurts, Drew Locke, Cam Newton, Jameis Winston, Tua, Tagovailoa, Daniel Jones, and then the sort of B minus quarterbacks: Jared Goff, Jimmy Garoppolo, Ben Roethlisberger, Kirk Cousins. And then Beautiful. good starters, Matt Ryan, Brian Tannehill, Baker Mayfield, Derek Carr, Joe Burrow, Matt Stafford. Yeah, I don't think Matt Stafford belongs in that tier. Yeah. Going through those he... names, he almost doesn't. But I mean, he's, he's still be in the same place, but he doesn't quite belong in that tier. <laughs> it's just, it, we can bump him up to the tier. It's, it's just semantics. It's not a top his, 10, you know. Your t- uh, okay, your t- Matt Stafford's in a tier on his own at 11, the Matt Stafford tier. 10.5. Edge of elite. All right, so... Yeah. Top tier players, Dak Prescott, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Tom Brady, and then your elites, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, and Russell Wilson. And then the coveted State Farm tier, Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. Are you happy with that list, Joe? Looking back? You know what? It's still stressing me out a bit. Like, I would still change <laughs> certain things. But there's a point, like I said, where I can't fidget enough and I need to just submit it and deal with it afterwards so um yeah i'm as happy as i could be i don't think i'm gonna be as wrong like like we said um you weren't wrong last this... year it was, it's just carson wentz and who else was it drew lock drew lock cam newton but the thing is the guys you've got low this year you haven't got anyone high that sh- probably shouldn't that's gonna fall off a cliff your low guys are ones that sort of haven't proved it yet or you know they're probably gonna be low yeah that is true I would say the the biggest potential for risers would be Sam Darnold. Not Tua. Uh, well, I'm going from the bottom up. Okay. So uh, Sam Darnold, Tua, Jameis Winston, potentially, as mm-hmm. well. Wentz? Uh, yeah, if Wentz has a bounce-back season, he, he could jump back up. I, I could, don't know where I could, if he would who rise. Who could plummet? Derek Carr could potentially plummet if he has a bad, very bad season. I could see potentially Kyler Murray falling out of the top 10 slash very good options. Um, Looking at it, that's 16 to 12 or 16 to 11 tier. It's sort of like you'd feel a bit funny like paying them top level QB money because you're not sure they're going to be able to carry a team on their own. It's like when Baker Mayfield's contract comes up, that's going to be an interesting conversation. Like he's been good. In yeah, the league, that is true. But if they can't build a great team around him, what's he going to be able to do necessarily? That's kind of what happened with Derek Carr though. And he got paid. He was like the highest paid QB at one point. So yeah, he... but I mean, how much of that is not being able to pay a roster and how much of that is just selecting weird guys because, and bumming people off because you don't want them on your team anymore for weird reasons. That good point. <laughs> the inner politics of uh, general management. Slow. Right, I think that probably brings us to the end of the show, though. To be honest, I mean, it w- it was less dramatic than last year, but hopefully just as accurate. There was less people shouting at me as well, which probably helps, and less sweating and being topless as well. I mean, maybe I am got sweating. A video. I'm just not topless, so it's fine. So it's a win for everyone. <laughs> But thank you for Britballing for giving us this um, platform to do live shows on, and we're going to repay you by not having Joe topless on them. So it's another win all round. Uh, make sure you check out all of our social medias. It's at the Dropback on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thedropback.com for our website for our website, which is articles and more. And this will be available as a podcast tomorrow. Make sure you're checking out our podcast. We've got one coming out next Tuesday with an interview with a new YouTube series. So you have to 
listen in to find out what's going on with them. Live streams Ooh. every Thursday at 7.30. I've been Sam. I've been Joe. And until next time, goodbye. The Dropback with Sam Lewis, Matt Burns-Peak, Joe Costanzo and Sam Wilson. <laughs>